This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Brits, the Oscars, the Tonys, the Emmys, the BAFTAs, the Grammys. What does that say to you about awards? There's too many of them? No. Another way of looking at it is people like them. Let's make some more of them. This is the Blue Monday podcast. Welcome to another look back at Ipswich Town's 22-23 season in the form of some awards and joining me to give their views, Joe Fares, and hopefully the man who's caused us to be delayed. Tell us why, Dave. Can we hear you firstly? Uh, can you hear me now? Hey, can you hear me now? I, had a, I, I must admit, I had a slight headset issue, but we won't go into details. It's been two on weeks, exactly, mate. On exactly what it was. You yeah, to dust it. Dust them two off, weeks, everyone. Two weeks is an age ago, isn't it? The first it issue is. Dave had was just not wearing his headset. Yeah, Joe, uh, Joe <laughs> there's, there's really no need for that, is there, really? I was going to keep that on the download, but Joe is perfectly right. Hands up, yeah. Yeah. Dave, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? No, haven't got your headset on, mate. Set for your heads. Never mind. <sighs> Joe, how are you resplendent in your Umbro apparel? That's that's vintage Umbro as well, isn't it? This is a classic bit of vintage, which Umbro pro training hey. way, as it was back in the day. There we go. Well, we want to. We, we are live tonight, so we've got some bits and pieces. Firstly, um, let's get this started, shall we? We've, um, you can go and vote on two awards. We'll do them kind of one at a time but um you can go and uh what's what's the story forgotten moment of itfc's 22 23 season is the first up and we've given you four options thanks to our folks at telegram each of the blue monday team gave their seven or gave one each and we ended up with seven now we have four so you need to go to menti.com and there's a code there one four three nine oh six two nine and you can vote on that and there's another category we'll come to later on but joe you're essentially joe you're in charge i'm just running the show because we've got another another technical issue earlier that caused another person <laughs> not to be available i'm not going to name any names but couldn't, couldn't find um, his headset or couldn't no, find no. his laptop no um I couldn't find his laptop oh. well in similar circumstances so <laughs> it's all chaotic folks but um better than watching whatever crap's on TV right now, isn't it? So we will go through. Joe's in charge. What are we calling our Blue Monday Awards? Because this is, we want this to kind of become a semi, well, it's an annual event now, isn't it? Is it the Blueies? Is that too? Yeah, Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work, especially with the kids TV program now, which is 
amazing. Oh, yeah. Bluey as well. So, the mascot. Yeah. The mascot. So, yeah, just the blue, the blue Mondays. Blue Mondays. <laughs> Give us your thoughts in the chat if you can if you can name them. Let's hello to, say hello to folks first off, shall we? Lee is with us. Hello to Charlie. James, I'm missing foot here. And it's been 24 hours since the League One playoff final. We'll talk about that in a second. Evening to MW. Evening to Mark. Neil, yes, on board. Yeah. Mm. We'll do our best for you folks. Hi to Kirk. Uh, never start on time. Well, we usually do during the season, Lee. You can forgive us for being a little bit rusty. Uh, Ipswich Town Old Boy leads Leicester and Southampton to look forward to noise. Let's buy Hurst. Uh, Michael, our mate in Brisbane, only eight degrees. Oh. Wow, first world problems over there at Brisbane. Hello to Flim Flam Baron. Um, good. Oh, hello. Look at this, Jason. Um, everyone's blaming Mikey, guys. There you go, Mikey. And the dial-up modem strikes again. Not quite. Uh, Stuart, oddsness getting promoted seem incredibly short to me. Neil, DT on the phone, very similar. Uh, what else have we got? Yeah, everyone's getting any rich running back from the ground. We've got all the theories there. Uh, Craig in charge of the button says, Rod is blivey. lot of love and respect for all of us there. <laughs> we didn't get slagged off. Ben. Uh, ben should be here too. No, um, so yeah, we. How many categories have, uh, categories have we got, Joe? And um, um, tell us how we've worked it. Yeah, so basically, we just want we want to do a set of awards for what we've seen this year, just for, from our view of it. So we just picked some categories. You got your obvious ones: your player of the year, young player of the year, best signing. But there was just a few other ones we put in: best moment of the season, worst refereeing decision, and then the one that's come up already: the forgotten moments of the season. Just sort of like I, I know there's four that have come through. The one that I put through didn't didn't make the final four, unfortunately. But it just things that were important in the season but seem a lifetime ago that you don't forget about. So, for example, I put the Port Vale away win in the, the day where Dominic Ball and Cam Humphreys both made their first league starts for town to play and we had a big tough away game and we went away and we, we got the three points and moment, moments like that that in, the, in that brilliant run at the end of the season where we had the sort of 15-game sort of sprint towards the end of the season, things that happened before that which... Were, were key so there's, there's just a few categories along those lines in there but that's just something to get the thoughts of all the guys in the team to see whether we agreed disagreed or not lovely stuff well you can critique us as we go hi to mike hi to graham uh louis is there a award for the winner for the blue monday fbl league yeah you you win the award for winning the blue monday for, for <clears throat> legally well congrats there you know well um if you dm us on twitter or at us in a tweet if we don't follow you then um we'll sort you out some uh discount to the blue monday merch store or something like that before we get into the order i did mention it very briefly there dave give us your thoughts on sheffield wednesday one barnsley nil i mean that was well yeah i mean <laughs> having too many goals in it wasn't it i don't know if, if the if the barnsley team bus ran over several cats on the way to the um <laughs> black cats on the way to the ground because um yeah, I mean, it just didn't. It just didn't go for them at all. Did from the from the the penalty decision, then the um, the sending off, which was harsh. Wasn't it? At the end of the day, it was harsh, wasn't it? And VAR looking at that, really, it's not. I I, I just don't see it as a, as a sending off. Okay, it was a little bit high, but I don't think it was any malicious intent there at all. Um, 
but look, doesn't clumsy though, wasn't it? He's reckless, yeah. Doesn't if they consider yeah. it reckless, dangerous, whatever, doesn't have to be. Does it? it was clumsy more than anything? It was a sending off, and then Connor, who I think's had an excellent season, fortunately didn't play oh. play against us. The miss and Luke Thomas did everything right, didn't he? Everything right, was calm, composed, absolute layer on a plate, and he the the, the lad just lost his um the lad just lost his head and um and then <laughs> it was just a, it's a hell of it was a game wasn't it it was a, it was a it wasn't a great game was it but it was always no. something happening almost you know obviously the votes the votes goal was hilarious you know where he obviously absolutely buried great it. celebration wasn't it incredible where did that come where did he pull that one from incredible celebration then to have that chalked off and then um and you know, I still had been. It was been fantastic right throughout. Oh. Just uh, he should have kept it out, shouldn't he? But it's a good bit of play. To be fair, good bit of play from Gregory. Um, Windass, right place, right time. Probably would have been one of his easier saves on the day, but he did. And 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 what? Hundred and third? What was it? Hundred and twenty third minute. Um, overriding. And we've seen on the Telegram group, you know, both sides. People are oh, gutted for Barnsley, Sheffield Wednesday. You know, skin their teeth, but. Over the course of the season, so if you score, if you get ninety-six points, you deserve it. Over the course of the season, don't you? But it was very, very harsh on Barnsley yesterday. Yeah, Joe, you said similar. I think you tweeted, or, or we put some. We were chatting about it in the Telegram when you and you said along the lines of ninety-six points, you kind of deserve it. Uh, your your thoughts? I mean, particularly Neil um, Sky didn't shut up about Barry Bannon, Barry Bannon. Um, but your thoughts on that one and thoughts on in terms of whether Sheffield Wednesday or Barnsley are a greater threat at championship level for us next season? Yeah, I agree with Dave's view of the game, really, that I thought Barnsley were quite unlucky. And even after they had the sort of the, the sending off, I thought when at 10 men, they were probably the better side throughout till the end of the 90th minute. But then Sheffield Wednesday started grinding their way through it, didn't they? The, the way they do, they just sort of bully themselves through games, don't they? And they had the better chance. And if it wasn't for, I thought Anderson, the centre half was brilliant. I thought the keeper had an excellent game and yeah. sort of those two did so much to keep Sheffield Wednesday at bay. But Sheffield Wednesday were the better side on the day, really. They they deserved it at the end. I, I, just, I just didn't just, think they were, just think they were very good, really. Perhaps a little bit more experience, Joe, do you think? Probably I think it was it. just the extra body, I think. That was, that was mm, really yeah, what did it. Yeah. I, I just didn't think there was a huge amount between the sides. I, I thought it was probably an orange card. I thought the ref, they probably should have maybe got to have another look at it, but it wasn't a great tackle, was it? What you do yeah. in that sort of tackle in the middle of the pitch on when it's going absolutely nowhere. But I don't know. It was just, you think, 96 points, then 4 0 down, and then. Just, to still get promoted from there, I think they're you, lucky. But I tell you, Norwood made an impact off the bench. He did, didn't he? yeah, sure, didn't he? Did, off did really well. He's he's a good player at that that level, isn't he? And mm. I think, but for his off the field issues and maybe not issues, conduct, just general general sort of behaviours, which maybe didn't fit in with what the club wanted. Oh, sure. Marquez yeah. and the club, and mm. being part of the team with Andy Rolls and the conditioning team, I don't think he really liked that part of it as well. But for that, I think he'd have been a good player for us this season because he's he well, he is a good goal scorer, isn't he? He's a good striker at this level, so we'll see. But I, it's, it's hard to know what to expect when the sides go up. You'd imagine Sheffield Wednesday go up. Chanziri opens his checkbook again and they sign some players. When you look at the actual team they've got coming up with them, there's a lot of sort of 30 year old players in there and it's not, it's not a great side. Is it? It's, when you look what a 96 point team normally looks like, you'd expect them to be totally with it, but I don't know. They just seem to, 
Is, um, there's some, By virtue someone, of having better players. There's someone commentating on the Telegram group last night. I don't think you'll see Barry Bannon having quite the influence he did this season in the Championship, will he? Maybe he wants to spend another year in League One being League One's best player, so he might he might leave Sheffield Wednesday. Just before go. we um before we leave the playoffs to talk about our awards, uh I've lost the comment. Where is it? Um Romeo here. Um feels like we'd have batted either of those teams yesterday. Pretty poor standard. I mean, Dave, the, the all three playoff games have almost gone the entire distance, haven't they? <laughs> Are we at the stage now where Teams just don't want to lose these games now because of the pressure so. of it. Because yeah, would you see I, a four-two Ipswich Barnsley kind of result? I don't think. I, <laughs> no, I think that was so very tactical. much well back back then, or even a, well even before then, a Sunderland Charlton, which is one of the best games ever, wasn't it? Let's face it. But yeah, it's, it, it is that. It's especially the game yesterday. It was a yeah, sides afraid to afraid to lose afraid to lose that game. Um, and it didn't make for great quality, didn't? There wasn't much quality really on on display yesterday. I didn't think, but it's a it's it's a big game. Um, yeah, and yeah, tough as I say, tough luck, Barnsley. But oh, now he's gone. Has he gone for you as well, Joe? Yeah, he's gone for me as well now. So. Oh, dearie, dearie, dear. So we'll we'll power through, Joe. Uh, just you and me. Um, H H uh, are you back with us, Dave? Someone watching Netflix. Don't think so. Oh, there we so. go. Professionalism is that is what we want. Um, Ipswich Old Boy, I think, sums it up for everyone. Um, makes me glad we didn't suffer through those players. Yeah, very much enjoyed watching those rather than being part of those. Um, evening to Ian, our favourite Darlington fan. Um, hope you are well as well. Let's talk about awards then, Joe. Let's start. We'll keep our end of well, we'll keep our player of the season till the end. That's kind of the marquee. One. Where do you want to start? You you lead us through it, and Dave. Well, if, if, we, if we if we go through in sort of reverse order from how the questions were. Okay. So the f- the first one we, well, the last one we did was the best celebration moments mm. of of the sort of final day, and it it was one where there wasn't really a consensus, but it was sort of probably good just to talk about all of the ones we had there. So it was well for for me, I think Craig, Mikey, it was just that whole day that town centre. Coming coming down from the Greyhound, as people were seeing the flares, the smoke bombs, the entrance that greeted the players, that bringing the players into the ground, and then after the game, not just what happened on the pitch, the all, all the bits happened on the pitch, which other people can cover in detail on this, but just going straight through out into the town centre for the evening, walk, walking into town and seeing how busy everywhere was. Like I walked past the curve bar and that whole area was covered in people. When I ended up in Arcade Tavern, the whole road, the whole area was covered. The players, some of the players came out afterwards. I know it was a similar Isaacs. I know it was the same outside Revs. Everywhere was just absolutely buzzing. There's people I bumped into that I haven't seen for years, having great conversations with people. It was just a brilliant, brilliant day. So that was sort of, it's hard to sort of focus on one moment, but that, that was it for me. Everything really on the promotion celebration. So which one have we gone for, which is the winning moment? I don't think there was a meaning, winning moment. It was it was just going through those. So the other people suggested again, Kieran McKenna being thrown up in the air. A couple have had that because, well, that's how I'll let you guys explain how it was just showed him as being part of the team, the respect the players have for him. Yep. And and yep. I put in there Harry Clark. I mean, we, we I think through the team, we've got the 
the, the two sides of Harry Clark. There's the leading the Norwich chance, Dave. But there's the that video that went viral of him crying with his family as well. Which yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, it was, it, it was, how much it matters. So it was, it was a bit of sweet as such, but it was really yeah, that was really great. Um, yeah, the Harry Clark and um, anti Norwich chant was something else. Was it? He's not averse to that, is he? <laughs> which obviously endears himself greatly to the majority of the fans. But yeah, with his family, lovely moment. You know, obviously coming home coming home this season, coming home, back home in January. What an absolute brilliant, brilliant moment. And as Mike said there, you know, don't forget he's uh, he's uh, taken over the Chambo fist pump as well. So, yeah. yeah. Um, be interesting. He may well... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the uh, uh, Kieran McKenna might if 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 he's in the side for the Norwich game next season at Portman Road, he may need a calming word in his ear before <laughs> that one. I'd, I'd suggest. Yeah, if you've got any thoughts, um, folks, feel free to stick them in the chat as well. I think we've dealt with most of it. I mean, the Greyhound elbow room only before and after, wasn't it? Um, even to Nat, um, congratulations, Nat. Um, I think we've See you next yeah. season. we've talked yeah, all about it. Just you've missed the the loving for Sheffield Wednesday will be. I think we think Barnsley were a little bit hard done by in certain circumstances, but overall we're very happy for you. You deserve it for the the ninety six points. And as the guys have said, um, we'll see you next season. Give us your thoughts on how confident you are now, or whether you've I mean whether you've powered through or what have you. We um we very much yeah uh, want to hear from you on that. Um, HCH, Morsi's daughter celebrating. That's my dad in the tunnel. Yeah, I love that part of <laughs> town in 25. That was great. And Romeo, big fan of McKenna getting the bumps from the players. Yeah, great moments, aren't they? Um, let's go on to the next one, Joe. Turning point, is that what we're going yeah, for? Yeah, turning point of the season next. Give us the runners and riders. So we ended up, we ended up with two. The first one was the away win at Bolton. And that's sort of the second one. At the moment where we'd come out of that run of games against the five games we had to win, we drew Bristol Rovers and it was Forest Green, Accrington, Morecambe. And then it's like, okay, we're starting to move up the table. We've won four on the bounce here. And now we've got a tough away game here. Are we going to go and do this at Bolton? And we did. And then we didn't really look back from that stage. But I think the consensus choice other than that was the Nathan Broadhead free kick against Sheffield Wednesday. We're 2-0 down. Michael Smith's just missed a one-on-one. We get a free kick just outside the box and Nathan Broadhead steps up and lifts it over the wall and it dips in off the bar, doesn't it? Sort of just off the bottom of the bar, into the goal. And from that point, I think that was the first goal of a run of 30 goals in a row that we didn't concede. <laughs> so that was a, that was the first of 30 consecutive goals at the right end until... Um, Alfie May scored for Cheltenham right at the very end of end of that game where we dropped a couple of points. But no, that from this point on, we were flawless from that point on. We, we talked about that game so much, Dave. And uh, I mean, that Sheffield Wednesday game, the turning point is before the goal, isn't it? Maybe from your perspective, we have talked about that Well, well I think so. I think the Smith miss is, yeah, a 3-0 game. But even, but I, I, I didn't go with that. I went for, with the broadhead, with the broadhead free kick. I think that was nigh on half time, maybe 40 minutes, something mm-hmm. like that, perhaps, something like that. And even if, if you know, it was so important, you know, putting the Smith miss, putting the Smith miss to one side, even if you go in half time, two nil down, yeah, 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 you really are on the back foot. But that gave just everybody, everybody such a lift. And I think we scored pretty much 53rd minute, Debbie Davis free kick. Um, you know, that just set set everything up. So, yeah, I think it was such a significant goal at the time that, um, yeah, that's probably deservedly would win that category, I would have thought. Yeah, and losing that game, Joe, 
who knows what happens this season. It's, it's certainly the point swing doesn't go in our favour, does it, at all? No. And, what say. <laughs> well, cause the thing is, I know some Sheffield Wednesday fans talk about the third goal being missed when Michael Smith went through, but they, they did bounce back to win sort of four. I think they won the next four after that game sure, as well. Forest so it, was, it wasn't like it was their turning point, but it, it felt like it was ours because we, get, we have that run and then all of a sudden we play a difficult Sheffield Wednesday. And, if, and after dropping points late against Plymouth a couple of weeks before, if we had dropped more points at home, it's like that, those two teams are better than us. They're going to get promoted and we, we just need to find a way to hit the playoffs in a good run of form. Yeah, a lot of folk agreeing there. Um, HCH talking about Bristol Rovers. A lot of people talking about Christian Walton. Jason mentioned Walton penalty save. I don't know which one you're thinking there, Jason. Possibly Bolton, maybe Cambridge, yeah. who knows? Um, Michael suggests Walton getting his mojo back as well. But I think we are comfortable with our Nathan Broyd ahead free kick. And it, given where we're going to award the player of the season, right there, I think we acknowledge Broadhead's contribution, right? So very happy with that one just to mention as well you can vote on forgotten moment of the season we've narrowed it down to four go to menti.com and enter the code that's scrolling across the bottom one four three nine oh six two nine and we will give the results on that shortly but joe where are we going next the next one is the worst refereeing decision <laughs> of the season. So there was obviously there was obviously a number of contenders for this, and I, for, for me, I, I didn't I didn't put this as my vote, but I think the worst refereeing decision of the season was at Shrewsbury away in the third minute, where Kane Vincent Young is yeah. threw on oh goal. My and God. Just, yeah, I forgot about that. Totally taken out. But, <laughs> but because we win the game three 0 yeah. it, it does it. It doesn't matter. But the one that the group decided on was the Oxford away game, not postponing the game, not bringing the players off there when it sort of got to a ridiculous level where no one could see anything. And that was, I don't know, that was one of only four defeats we had all season there. And it was just a toss of a coin back game by the end, wasn't it? Yeah, Mike's gone with what I picked when I'm outnumbered, yeah. that harness goal. I went, being I went for that. Yeah. Um, but Kirk, I think, has got it, Joe, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. That's the one. Yeah, shocker. Spe- especially when you hear the conversations that, oh, after... 74 minutes he asked the managers but they said if it gets to 75 minutes it's the game counts as finished and then subsequently it turned out not to be true and it was a strange strange game i remember i remember being on the pod that that weekend and craig had been and then craig went <laughs> yeah. and it got back i said craig it couldn't have been it couldn't have been that bad and he got quite sort of Honestly, he just he was like incandescent with rage, wasn't he? Saying you just honestly that even the you know the pictures, you know the the phone pics and stuff like that, it doesn't do it justice at all. You really couldn't see. He said it was just absolutely diabolical. And it's a ball late to get out of Oxford as well afterwards as well. So not only have you got the defeat, and Oxford had <laughs> yeah. a shocking run of form at that point as well. Yeah. To to lose there was particularly poor. But I, yeah, I think, I think like Chris. Seen, Chris Rand sent some stats round today, and I think one of them was the longest in the in the ninety two. One of them was the longest winless run in the ninety two, and it was Oxford at like nineteen games. And I think the last game they won before this run was against us. That one there and there. So seriously, it, it really was. Yeah, like I think the, that was Robinson's last victory for Oxford, wasn't it? Before he got yeah. sacked. So without that game there, there'd have been like twenty five games without a win. Christ. The Oxford game is the only one that town didn't show highlights of last <laughs> <laughs> season. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't see the Oxford v. Ipswich game. Yeah, no one did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and um, an interesting one, actually, um, while you're hearing that, um, Romeo mentioned 
the offside goal for Michael Smith in the 86th, 88th minute. I mean, that was, again, kind of talking the inverse of the broadhead free kick not going in and Wednesday winning that one. If we get that 2-1 win at Hillsborough, I mean, that's also Oh, oh massive, flipping it. Yeah, time, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that one. That's, yeah. It's a difficult one because like the Marcus Harness disallowed goal, it's so early in the season, so much stuff happens since yeah. then. Mm. It almost doesn't feel as big. Where if that was happening the second to last game of the season rather than the fourth game of the season or whatever it was, it feels much, much bigger, doesn't it? Mm. But you sort of have your chance to get over those decisions. And we, I didn't feel like in the first half of the season we really got our, got the rub of the green and maybe we did a bit more in the second half. Mm. I'm going to try and um, put the results up for forgotten moments. So you've got a few seconds while I muck around with that. Um, Joe, do you, can you remember the options we've got? We've got, um, do you want to talk to us? You didn't get in there. Dave, did one of yours get in there? The, oh, I'm sure he didn't. Mine, I did. Losing um, to Cole you Harness v Burton. <laughs> I could have put Lisa Cole. I was with you, wasn't I? I think I did. Yeah. The, I, I, put, I went a bit left field on that one. I did the very, very oldest memory of the season, which was the Evans goal from the set piece against Bolton, first game of the season. After uh, the second half of the season where, or oh, didn't score a single goal from a no. corner. Day one of the season, yeah, first I half. Yeah, I thought that was quite significant, but I don't know if it made the cut, did it? No, it didn't. And I think the other one that didn't make the cut, as well as my one, the win away at Port Vale, was the Cameron Humphreys equaliser at Lincoln, the, the late goal there. Well, oh, not yeah, the that, late goal, but the diving header, header for that. Diving header, but, yeah, yeah. But, okay. but the four that did make it were losing at home to Colu, Colu in the Carabao <laughs> Cup, um, Marcus Harness's goal versus Burton on that game where we played Probably our worst performance of the season. Oh, yeah. We, we played there and um, Harness scored that goal, which got us a big three points. The Christian Walton header being saved away at Plymouth right in the very, very last second of the game there when he went up and put a brilliant header, which Mike Cooper clawed out of the goal. And the um, other one was um, the home win against Pompey. So, again, it's it's that. And that is the one that has won at the home win against Pompey. Yeah, 35%. wow. And Seb, this was Seb's one. And his reasoning was... It was a big game at Portman Road, and we'd, we'd still had this question mark about winning the big, winning big games against top six sides and winning them at home. And I know Pompey fell down the table in the second half of the season, but they were sort of top of the league around this around this point in the season, really flying. Came to Portman Road, gave away two penalties, and just getting that late goal. Wes Burns, big game player as he was for us this season, scoring a lot of big goals in big games, and that was the first big goal he scored for us this season. And that was, uh, yeah, that, it's, it's almost forgotten how big a moment it was, showing that we can go toe-to-toe mm. with the big boys and get the three points. So that was a good shout from Seb, yeah, that one. Yeah, worthy, a worthy winner, I think, that one. Yeah, well, I think part of that is belief in the stands as well. I think we obviously, there's always this top six hoodoo when we were in League One that everyone talks about. It really didn't play out that way massively this season. But... Uh, at that point, I don't think we'd we'd obviously drawn drawn with Sheffield Wednesday and lost to Plymouth by that point. So I think yeah, it was more symbolic for for that because Pompey were flying at that point, weren't they? And shortly after that, we beat Derby. It couldn't be many weeks after that we beat Derby at home, didn't we? Burns uh, Burns again, of course. I don't think couldn't have been that long after that next mm. month, would it? Probably. So yeah, that was that was significant. Yep. So we want you to give us your. Um, there should be something else open on the Menti as well. Same code. Um, your surname for a League One player from this last season, 22-23, that you'd sign for Ipswich for next season. So already some names in the chat for that one. 
Um, the code is going across the bottom of the screen, 143906629, if you want to vote in that. And just give us the surname and we'll hopefully be able to discern whose names have been picked and hopefully spelling won't come into it as well. Um, if Let me know if there's any issues with that because um, I'm trying to try to do a few things at once and I'm not necessarily succeeding. So let's um, let's plow on through the next one. What's the next one, Joe? I, I think on that mentor, you need to put the next one up there because I've got it on okay. mine and it's saying the presenter needs to put the next okay, slide up. So that one. Thank you, so, Joe. The next moment, it was it was a combination of sort of the lowest moment of the season and the worst game of the season. And whilst we all looked at the worst game and the worst point, it was also brought up that the lowest moment was probably finding out about, about Marcus Stewart's diagnosis. So mm. that was probably the lowest moment of the season. And I think the club did well and the fans especially at the... It was a Bristol Rovers home game was shortly after it as well, wasn't it? There where we were able to get something up on the board and there's an applause in the 11th and the 27th minute. So sort of on a serious note, that one there, but the, the other part, which was the worst game of the season combined with the lowest moment. And it's been brought up in the comments as turning points before was a Bristol Rovers away game, not just the game, but it was the first game of this run where it's like after, after the high that coming back on the Sheffield Wednesday game, the first of these five games against lower half teams where we think we've got to start winning these and the first game is nil-nil. I must admit, that's the only time I lost faith with regards to getting in the top two. I thought we were going to be in the top two, top two, top two. And then after that game, I was like, we now just need to find a way to make sure we are on form when the playoffs come around. I, I didn't have any doubt we'd make the top six. Some people were talking us out of the top six, but I didn't have any doubt that, about that. But it was just that side. And it goes through the game where I thought after the first two or three minutes where we looked good, looked like we are going to score, we just stopped from that point on it took a great goal line clearance from Luke Wolverton via the post to keep it nil-nil after the game Sam Morsey was in the fans arguing with the fans about <laughs> something I'm sure yeah. it wasn't it wasn't great what, whatever happens it's the it never looks good to play again into the fans to argue with them and I know Craig mentioned as well the whole day that the trip home I think there was a few road closures on the way back and it was a, a long trip home but just that whole day just seemed the lowest point of the season the season where top two had got away from us pretty crappy Valentine's Day wasn't it Dave yeah it was pretty poor stuff that yeah I remember watching that and I follow and doing a a, a post-match pod and it was yeah very very a bit despondent really and every and, and obviously I, I assume on that that evening both Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth probably won. Can't recall, but I'm sure they did. That's what was happening around that time. We were drawing, weren't getting beat, but we were drawing these games. And, um, you know, they were just stretching away and you could just see it. You could just see it almost almost disappearing. And there was some talk that night on the pod of, hang on, if we don't if we don't, if we don't pick our form up, because don't forget, we still had these away games to come, the, the Bolton, the Peterborough, I'm um, sorry, um, Bolton, Derby, Peterborough, Barnsley, away games to come, obviously. We're looking at those, looking towards the end of the season and these fixtures. And there, and there was some some talk on the, you know, on, on, on that evening saying, well, uh, you know, if we don't really start to pick up it, the playoffs are in doubt. Yep. Oh, we've got some... Others have shared their low moments as well. But we need to firstly say thank you to David who's just joined us. Um, thank you for the super chat, David. If you want to do likewise, you can do so via YouTube. But if you're watching, uh, we don't know whether Facebook's working. So apologies if it isn't. Um, hopefully you found your way to YouTube. Do give us a thumbs up if you're watching. Know that um, does mean a lot to us as well. Please subscribe as well. And uh, we have plenty more bits and pieces when there's actual news as well, which you know, it might be in a few weeks' time, but we will be back with stuff. So do subscribe. Plenty of ITFC content coming your way in the off-season. 
Romeo Cambridge on the beanback was pretty rubbish. Oh, I can God. imagine that. We've got bad <laughs> record with. Was there there really was, yeah, because they only they only gave us like a thousand tickets, didn't they, or something? Yeah, I was, I was there in the in the in the. Uh, you were in the home end, yeah. weren't you? I'm sorry, in the yeah, in the home end, yeah. but near the away, near the away fans, yeah, yeah, Theory me. Um, yeah, Mike and yeah, fans slashing with Morsey at the end. But to be fair to Morsey, he came out afterwards and kind of nipped it in the bud really quickly with an apology, didn't he? And you know, I think, was, I think it's safe to say with Morsey, his football did the talking for pretty much well, the rest of the season. Exactly <laughs> right, exactly right. And uh, there's something to be said that some of our away support could be classier at certain moments as well. But we all get emotional. It's an emotional game, isn't it? HCH, last-minute equalisers from Fleetwood and Plymouth Ooh, were pretty Fleetwood. depressing. I think that, Ply- yeah, imagine not conceding that Plymouth one as well and how that changes. Um, Neil, we all thought top two yeah. was done. Adam mentions quite rightly we dropped temporarily mm. down to fourth. Uh, Lee, Charlton, 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 three votes for the Charlton. Presumably the away game there, Lee. Um, yeah, B- uh, Baron, uh, Wednesday were eight points clear yeah, of the game in hand. There you go. Um, and Ipswich Town, oh boy, at that point, Bristol Rovers 17th right? in the form table. So, yeah, uh, Wickham pretty bad, says Veronica. Welcome to you. Um, but David's going Charlton, Oxford's. Yeah, I think we're comfortable with our Bristol Rovers there just because of the wider context of it all. You know, kept a clean sheet was the only real positive of that, yeah. night, wasn't and it? I, so. And I think at Charlton, we played well, didn't we? I mean, it was just a freak, that game. I mean, every, everybody was obviously gutted over the back of that game, how how the game, you know, turned out. But we, we played well in that game, where Bristol Rovers, we certainly didn't, did we? No. Joe, where are we going to next? The next one is the save of the season, which... I don't think it's going to take too much working out from people what we came up with on this one. And it is the Christian Walton penalty save away at Bolton. We won we 1-0 up. Bolton have had a couple of chances. And I think what's forgotten about and lost in this save is that just before the penalty, just as the penalty is given, they have a sh- shot from nowhere range, which the Walton puts out a foot to and, and saves that and then the, the, the penalty is given. So I'm sure had that shot gone in, the ref wouldn't have given the penalty. So he's no. almost played a sort of slight advantage to let them have that sh- free shot of goal. When that's saved, it's then the penalty. And then it's Dion Charles steps up. Walton goes low to his left-hand side. And, and instead of being 1-1 at the Uni Bowl or whatever it's called at the moment, and with the crowd getting on top, the away fans getting on top, the poor run of form against away from home, especially at this point, coming back to us. We get down the other end, Cameron Burgess scores a second goal and we're sort of on our way from that point, really, aren't we? Yeah. A few people are mentioning um, HGH, surely, save of the season. Saves, plural of the season, HGH, the MK Dons, man, it's how they didn't score that, I don't know. <laughs> uh, David Bergen mentions the Cambridge penalty save. I'll come back yeah, to you guys I mean, in a second and compare those two. Yeah. Uh, we've got MK away again. Romeo MK special um, best save was the Plymouth goalkeeper saving Walton's header. There was actually a vote for that in our collective. That was yeah, didn't make yeah. the cut, did it? I know it was in the forgotten moment of the season, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Louis <laughs> Cooper made a hell of a save from Walton. I'm trying to recall back the penalty saves from Walton, but they were both low down, weren't they? Yeah, both, both, in both corner, low to opposite sides. As yeah, well, Bolton was to his left and Cambridge was to his right, and the Cambridge save was just as good as a Bolton save, yeah. but. Ultimately, we came back to draw that game 1-1 and then still were poor for a couple of games after that, as opposed to coming back to win or winning the game 2-0 and 
going on a hell of a run. So, however, don't forget the Cambridge save. Also, we were one nil down then as well, weren't we? Yeah, and that would have yeah. been a game over there. But had we gone on to win that game, I think maybe it's it's almost save the season, uh, the, the but turning one turning point of the season given, as well. Given of, given the, and also Joe, given the respective positions of the teams that day, the Bolton one was. Yeah, well, and a couple of people yeah. have mentioned the Bolton game as a turning point of the season, which it was oh, the, in, in some respects And we well. scored some goals that season. That Hurst goal against Bolton was a thing of beauty, wasn't it? Mm. Goodness me, what a goal that was. Yeah. We also have a we also have one up coming up for best game of the season. Well, we can do we can do the best game of the season now. Should we do now? As well. Yeah. And um, <laughs> there was a couple of votes in there for the Bolton game, because I think that was just wow. such a big game to yeah. get that turned. Or it might have only been one actually, but then after that, everyone else went for well, Barnsley nil, Ipswich three. That was the best game of the season, and that was my vote. And you might you might maybe make a point for the Exeter game, but. That was that Barnsley game was just incredible experience supporting Ipswich Town. Maybe a shout also for the Derby game. Yeah, another another massive win, wasn't it? And that that was the that was the thing about that running. Everyone looks on paper, and it was yeah. Ipswich got the toughest running. We, we've still we've still got to go. We've still got to do this. We've still got to go there. Ipswich have got the tougher running. Plymouth have got an easy running at home. Sheffield Wednesday have played all their hard games, and we had the toughest running, and we just went and ripped through it. Yeah. It's well, those rare in our history that you turn up and win games like that, isn't it, Dave? do it. doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, those for those four games, those four away games, the, you know, the Bolton derby, Peter Barnsley, win all four and score 10, concede none. It was just ridiculous. Mm. A lot of shouts for Barnsley away. Um, Steve, very quickly, I'll put this up. Great show over the season. Really felt reaction to our failing automatic, especially for Mitsubishi fans lack class. Ooh. We're all there now. See you next season. I'm not sure. Maybe not on this channel. I think we were... We've always been pretty magnanimous and fair-handed, so hopefully you didn't hear that there. Steve, obviously in the chat on Twitter and social media, we can't do much about that. But I think generally we've tried to be respectful. I know Plymouth and <laughs> their post-promotion stuff on Twitter has been a bit <laughs> tedious, but I think we need to move on and um, focus I on think, the fact we're all up there so. and all deserve to be. So, yep. yeah. Barnsley, says Lee. Mike, says Barnsley. One of favourite um, away days ever. Um Neil says, do you pick the scoreline, Joe? Did you pick the scoreline? I did. I said before the game that we we're going to win 3-0. There you so, go. Not bad. And I did manage to get some money on it as well. So, <laughs> well, I had money well. on it to win by more than there two goals. Here's the thing. So, going back there. to Sheffield Wednesday, after um, I went to Hillsborough last year with a mate of mine. So, after they won yesterday, sort of sent my WhatsApp saying, oh, yeah, um, yeah, um, Hillsborough away again next next year then. And he sent me a copy of his Ladbrokes betting slip before the second leg. Of the um before the second leg of the semi final where he had a, a tenner on Sheffield Wednesday at twenty to one. Wow. Yeah. I... And then he had another tenner on the winning five nil. <laughs> which like, was... what in normal time or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, Freddy's, Freddy's, yeah, nice. Um Romeo likes Peterborough away, yeah. I mean yeah, that was before Barnsley, wasn't it? So that yeah, again, week, that whole week was brilliant, wasn't it? Oh. Just built, built up and built up. Yeah, good to yeah, see Adam. I think concurring yeah. that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, we've we have people with different opinions, but hopefully, as we say, mostly respectful here. David says Derby away. Another vote from it's a Joel boy for Peterborough. Um, Lee wasn't there. Neither were Dave and I. Lee, so don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, but it was special. Chris Derby away, and home were big wins. Yeah, the home yeah, yeah. home one at the time. New manager bounce for Paul Warren didn't really work out, didn't? Um, McSaw span, toughest running, line him up and knocked them all down. 
um, Rodders, Barnsley away with Posh away and Narrow second. Um, David also Exeter because I was there. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam, f- um, best game Fleetwood away saying sayonara <laughs> to League One. You will not be missed League One. Where do you want to go to next, Joe? Next January one. signing? Well, no, we'd, we'd originally said best goal of the season and best okay. moment of the season. There's two separate awards, but they ended up sort of combining into one. So with an honourable mention, and it's mentioned by HCH in the comments there, for Connor Chaplin's goal away at Derby, which I know was Dave's favourite goal of the season. What? There was there was more votes for what? George Hurst's goal at Barnsley to be the <laughs> goal, goal of the season and also to be the best moment of the season. And wow. I can't disagree with, well, I, with, no. with that with that point. So we'll let wow. Dave we'll let Dave tell you about Colin Chaplin's goal. Oh, he's angry, well, he's no. angry, isn't he? We've talked Sorry. about it plenty of times, haven't we? I I kind of think that Chaplin's goal. I mean, they're different goals for different needs, aren't they? Hurst's goal is individually the best individual goal of the season. I think we can agree with that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's certainly individual goal. You won't see the, it better. I, I've said it before on the pod. It's about the fifth, sixth time I've said this. I've never seen in all my years of watching Ipswich, I don't ever think I've seen a score a goal like that. For ooh. the sheer... Ruthless efficiency. Ruthless, is it ruthless? Is that efficiency? Ruthless, ruthlessness, is that a word? Of, of, of just everything about that goal was just on point, wasn't it? From Walton catching the corner and, and um, Burns and Broadhead splitting to the throw to Broadhead, the ridiculous crossfield ball from Broadhead as he knocks out of his stride and then arguably probably the most accomplished part of the goal is the Burns cushion header inside the defender the one touch and finish for the one touch gets out of his feet finish from Chaplin it's a ridiculous goal it really Mm. is a ridiculous goal but you make a very good point very much obviously a team goal yeah individual I would individual goal certainly Hurst yeah Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
a great commentary as well. Um, I don't know whether that HDH is talking about the same guy. I hope so. But Brenner's yeah. commentary, I mean, both, you know, Brenner and Glenn and Wheeler's commentary. Is Glenn Wheeler's excellent. commentary as well, yeah. Brenner's commentary, ego, the crack of the voice as well. But yeah, that I, I put that to um, music and put it in the telegram. It was very cinematic. But Glenn Wheeler's yeah. commentary with Tommy, Tommy Miller in the background is quite good. As well. <laughs> yeah, Tommy's going, whoa, celebrating it. <laughs> yeah, fair, yeah, fair. Are we, but you are got to we... talk us through the Hearst goal. You got Joe. You got. Well, to go on, Joe. Well, you can. The you thing, can I, talk the us thing I loved about the goal is that the um, earlier in the game, sort of Anderson had sort of banged into Hurst a couple of times. Hurst had gone down. The ref hadn't given him anything. And it almost like just a flick, a switch, a switch flicked in Hurst's head, where it's just like, okay, it's game on now. I can just lay into you as much as I want, and you're going to lay into me as much as you want, and we'll see who the see who the victor is on in that scale. And I said, just the ball goes up, and he's just bullying him, he's, he's holding him off. And this is not you're not talking about a poor defender. You're talking about probably best centre back in the championship or, or sorry think, the best centre back in league one I mean it's just been who, named just been named in, yeah, it's been in named the, in the team, team of the week um when Barnsley season. finished fifth in the championship he'd um he played every minute I think of their season when they'd finished fifth in the championship and Hurst just took him to town on that run there just a loose ball up from the halfway line just ran down there and then when the ball breaks back it just sort of slows his run down and just turns around and smashes it into the it's, goal and just the crowd was bouncing since that first goal from Broadhead when when we eventually saw that it had gone in the goal and it hasn't really recovered and this is still going into half time and then that to come on top of that is just like just yeah. an unbelievable moment. That's why it's the best be, moment of the season. And it'd be quite good. For it. It'd be quite good to pick a top five of our goals from this season because mm. there was some Hurst. I mean, Hurst goal I said against um, Hurst goal against Bolton was special. Hurst header against. Shrewsbury was, was it? it was a lovely goal as well, but there's just so many. Even yeah, I, I love also love Chaplin. Um, goal against X. Um, yeah, oh, Chap Chaplin's free kick against Barnsley at home. Um, Chaplin's goal. Kick. Chaplin's third goal against Barnsley is just de- well, you know, delight, and it just the composure of that. Which With is their, the um, is it Broadhead lobbing the ball in for Chaplin for Ch- oh, Charlton, Charlton as well? Ridiculous, yeah. And yeah. also, yeah, you know, with the little scoop one. Also yeah. at Peterborough away, that ball Broadhead plays through for Chaplin oh, on yeah. the run there. Would like I say I've seen that from a lot of angles, but that angle in the ground Clever. when you saw that just showed just how good that was. Even Hurst finish against Derby away. Yeah, Burns v Plymouth from that corner as well. Volley, you know. Um, we've got some in the chat, so please keep your best goals of the season coming because there's plenty. Um, best moment going back one is it's still a goal is um, says Michael best moment Carl Edwards smile after his cross shot goal v Cambridge uh, David giving a vote for Chaplin away at Derby there you go uh, Chappers at Derby says Romeo um, Neil the pause after Broadhead scored at Barnsley was such a moment <laughs> and the army chant also McSorspen agreeing with um, I don't know if who mentioned it but the Torish John Jules so oh, I love, love that, that goal well. yeah, yeah that was on the shoulder yeah um, Chaplin away at Derby says Mike pure relation Chaplin's at Barnsley um, here's Mike Dapo versus Charlton it's... away um, thank you so much to all your listeners oh, for the donations mate. to MND you helped me to get to nearly five grand 
with the gift day donations, which is crazy mad. Love well, you all for the sport. Can I wait for next season? Well, Look we need to know bits. Smiley, is, happy face with no yeah. hair. Well, we need to know with bits. Is that bit still now, or what does bits? Well, is, is, yeah. it, is it is it growing? Is it is growing, it growing bits? back? Yeah. Is it like one of those you know plast uh, play doh things where you squeeze there and it <laughs> pops back out? Um, what else have we got? Um, Kirk, the sound of Hurst's boot connecting with the ball like a cannon shot for the Barnsley. was my highlight. Um, Lee, agree with Joe, both for the quality of the goal commentary on I follow BBC Suffolk, the limbs in the away end, bliss. Um, Adam Flat, the Dapo's a chart was excellent. And if we won the game, it'd be talked about yeah. much more. Morsey v Forest Green, great shout from Romeo, yeah. Um, uh, Sully, even into Sully, he was a big, well, look, we're going to, we're going to go with all 101 here, guys. Uh, great to have you here, Sully. He's going for Hurst v. Bolton. Right. Rich, hang on. Me, 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 you and Sully saw the Ipswich goal of the season oh, on the, on the, on the turf up Playford Road that day. Goodness yeah. gracious. Yeah, Barring in as well, v- wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, loved it. Um, Morsey v. MK. Um, yeah, a lot of good shouts here, everyone. All 101, says Rodders. Uh, Freddie at Posh. Um, and bits definitely the Hurst goal against Barnsley. I think that sums it up, doesn't it? Um, growing back, Grace says bits just for men. It's good enough for Figo. <laughs> it's good enough for you, <laughs> Mike. Um, yeah, I think we. I think we're comfortable with that. And and Joe, presumably, have we best win of the season, best moment slash goal of the season. Are we? Are you happy with? Dealt with Barnsley away now. Barnsley, Barnsley, Barnsley. Yep, I think yep. we are there dealing with the Barnsley cool. game. Final call for the Menti. Go menti.com, code 1439-0629 to vote or to give us a surname and name of the player from any other team in League One this past season that you'd like to sign for Ipswich for next season. That's where we'll end with a nod to the future. A few people have mentioned they might not be able to get access to it, but I can see people have put their names in there so i think it's working just persevere otherwise just stick it in the chat when we get to that point in the show and we will go through it joe um where to yeah, next so there's four awards left and these were all unanimous votes oh. by by the whole the bluesy panel the blue has... team yeah <laughs> from, from the blue mondays and then um, the first category is the january best signing in the january transfer window so there was obviously four people this harry clark Nathan Broadhead, Massimo Luongo, and George Hurst, and all seven of us voted for Nathan Broadhead. Yeah, and the narrative there is, and I think, I don't know, it was Ben who first coined the phrase pre and post Broadhead, but so significant. And 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 the fact that it's a unanimous thing suggests that we bought into that, but actually it's a really tough category there because you could make a case, Dave, for all four of them, couldn't you? Luongo was superb, wasn't he? Luongo was the unexpected one. If it really, was, wasn't yeah, it? exactly right. Absolutely yeah. revelation. Um, but Broadhead, I think, just brought a new dimension to the team, didn't he? You know, he really, he really did. And he was that signing that just gave the team the the the, the, the added spark and impetus that we needed. But as you quite rightly said, a shout for all. I mean, we've already mentioned Hurst and his goal of the season and you know, individual sorry individual goal of the season and um and his other and his other great goals and and Clark again. You know, I think we all said at the time maybe a little bit harsh on Danassian, whose consistency had just been brilliant. But again, he just brought a new dimension to that role, didn't he? Yeah, a lot more pace and dynamism yeah. by yeah. virtue of bringing in Clark. And, you know, we talked a lot last season about Danassian and Burns, didn't we, Joe? But Clark and Burns towards the end of the season was a lot more threat, was it? Is that fair to say? 
I think different Clark threat. Just off, yeah, I think Clark just offers more threat than Donatian, so you sort yeah. of have the double double attack from that side there. But I don't think you'll ever have a window that good again where you sign four players, all four players instantly come in and effectively hit the ground running and are brilliant all the way through, so much so that when you look back at the what was the Ipswich Town promotion team, and I see you've got a poster behind you, Rich, of the promotion team, and it's Harry Clark on there, it's Massimo Luongo, it's Nathan Broadhead, it's George Hurst. They are the, they are four that are seen as the players, even though Freddie Ladapo played more than George Hurst. George Hurst is a player that is synonymous with this team now. Nathan Broadhead, again, similar to Marcus Harness, played less synonymous. Harry Clark, Janoy Donassian, and then obviously there was different bodies in the midfield but those four players all came in and all made a massive difference and if we can if you can have a window like that where you get four quality players in it well you the sky's going to be the limit for where this and it was an they certainly they certainly didn't all i know it's difficult coming in in january for these players but they certainly didn't all hit the ground running did they i mean i think probably arguably you could say the catalyst for broadhead was the Sheffield Wednesday free kick, probably. Um, Maybe so. Played it, I remember playing against Cambridge the week before and he was, you know, and Hurst as, Hurst as well up to, perhaps up to that point. Um, you know, there were certainly people saying, oh yeah, I think Ladapo should start. Probably until Hurst, I think he scored the goal in the replay at Burnley, didn't he? Bit of a scruffy goal at Burnley and got off the mark. And then, you know, he took it to, from, from the Bolton game onwards, that goal, Bolton gave him so much confidence, he just took it to a different level after that. But, yeah, it was as you say. Seldom can four, seldom can four January signings have made such an impact at any club. Yeah, and, and Joe West, so not just on the players. And it's mentioned, Lee's mentioned in the comments there, but Luongo made Sam Morsey such a better player as well by giving <laughs> yeah. him that thing. And I think you say George Hurst made um, Ladapo, Ladapo oh, yeah. a better player. Mm. I think Broadhead made Chaplin a better player by being alongside him. Clark made Burns a better player alongside him, and. It's just, I don't know, it just all worked now. So it's just no pressure on the next window. <laughs> the, the Luongo one was was critical, wasn't it? When you look back now and, you know, I know we've covered this time and time again on the pod, but Morsey sitting on nine bookings for, Joe, you'd know, Rich, how many games it was. And you think, well, it's going to come, it's going to come, and he's going to miss three games. How crucial that could have been, but we'll just we'll just never know. And Luongo coming in, um, you know, just just at that right time, just at yeah. that right time. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's really exciting to see us signing players with with a higher ceiling than where we were at the time. You know, Clark, Broadhead, arguably, well, Hurst as well to an extent, albeit he's not our player. You know, we talk about the summer signings as well, but you know, the, Broadhead's now a Welsh international. I know he's he's announced himself on the scene, hasn't he, with that goal? Whether he'll be a starter is another thing, but. That's the thing for me is all of these signings are not just to get us over the line in League One. They are potentially to give us a running start in the championship as well, hopefully as well. So, yeah, really exciting times. Let's go through some of the chat. Um, Mike's gone for Massimo Luongo, Neil going Broadhead. Yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of flip-flopping between Luongo and Broadhead, aren't we? Uh, Romeo Brody. Neil it's Luongo. funny though that Hurst and Clark were both excellent signings, but no one's going to yeah. vote for either of them, are they? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Mass brought everything together, says Sully. Mm. Moby, Brody's pen against Port Vale, hugely very cool mm. pen. Yeah. Although, yeah, Barnsley, less said about that. The bear. Massimo, for the effect he had the rest of the team, says Michael, giving Morsey more freedom. 
Um, Lee agrees, Luonga for him. Um, HCH recruitment team need a medal for the January oh. window. Yeah, and um, Jason mentioning similar best transfer window since Stewart. Um, uh, Baron, um, Clark's long throws added a new dimension as well, yeah. Um, and Romeo noticing the wall. Thank you. That was my um, bank holiday decorating. And I've rotated 90 degrees as well. So everything's still a little bit changeable but we'll, we'll get there Romeo thank you for noticing that um Lee Broadhead the obvious answer but Luongo not only played well but enabled Morsey to play well yep um Broadhead says Howard but tough on Luongo yeah I think feeling like consensus there um David Broadhead for me should we go to the summer signing then Joe because I think this you said consensus on this one as well didn't you yeah, there was a total consensus on this one. Best summer signing, and I don't think it would surprise anyone to hear that it was Leaf Davis. Came Very in good for Davis. yeah, came in for what one one point two million somewhere in that region at the just before the first game of the season, which was early, wasn't it? It was thirty first of July, the first game of the season this year, and he came back from Australia straight into the team against Bolton and didn't have the best game. I, I think probably his worst game of the season. You could. Yeah. Probably, say they're probably a bit jet lagged hadn't trained with his teammates but from that point on he was superb yeah. um, just his defending got better by the week his his engine is ridiculous how much he gets up and down the pitch I'd love to know the details on how much distance he's covered first few games well he always he almost we sort of used to bring Greg Lee on for him he didn't look like he had sort of 90 minutes in him for the first few games of the season but obviously his Bielsa murder ball training had paid off because by the end of the season he was 90 minutes week in week out not just defensively getting better going forwards getting better popped up with I think three goals and then obviously the highlight the 14 assists as well and and a lot of these were from corners but a lot of it was from open play getting to the byline pulling people pulling the balls back and with him on the left and Burns on the right we were just a potent potent weapon going forwards and whichever whichever style we played whether it's that sort of end of the season flying team the mid-season when we were having a lull the early season where we were grinding out the wins and looking good whichever team it was in he was always one of our best players lead assist maker in league one as well Dave the 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 sudden turn in the number of set piece goals you know davis a big part of that but just as joe said dynamic dynamic you know the kind of a good counterpoint to harry clark towards the end of the season but just yeah just creative and scored a few goals as well didn't he yeah he did just his decision making just always seemed to pick the right pass i'm sure sure maybe we're looking at that through sort of rose tinted spec but he always he always just seemed to just a quality quality player and ultimately, I suppose at that level, you get what you you get what you pay for, don't you? And he he fully justified the fee. And um, yeah, he's someone that um, I'd say he's got a very high, a particularly high ceiling. I would suggest. Yeah, yeah, another one you'd hope hits yeah. the ground running yeah. to borrow the phrase from just, before in the um, championship. Yeah, fantastic. And you, you could see him just growing. You know, as the season went on with the coaching and everything, he just just an absolute. Yeah, certainly, certainly up there. I would say very, very, sim- very, very similar style to Cresswell. Yeah, wow, that's a good, that's a good comparison. I'd certainly say, and a good age as well, isn't he? Yeah. Like all of them. So, um, yeah, yeah um, a lot of consensus in the chat as well. I'm not going to put all of these up, um, but a lot of people saying Davis. Um, a few mentioning his first appearance, but then from that point onwards, yeah, all good. Um, Lee with a with that clutch had me pitch, but. Um, 
bit too late there, Lee. Um, I think, <laughs> thank I you think for an honorary mention for Ladapo as well, surely. have to be an honorary mention. Yeah, for maybe uh, not a huge amount expected from him. And a lot, you know, we we talked about it throughout the summer that a second strike, another striker is going to be brought in and he'll be the first choice. You know, George Hurst has been long linked, but Ladapo contributed probably more than all of us expected, Joe, didn't he? Yeah, but, it, but it's funny when you look at that summer window. We signed a lot of players, Ball, Hadme, Kamara, Ladapo. And out of those, Ladapo's probably, other than Leif Davis, Ladapo's the only one that's probably you'd pick, put in your regular, well, not that 18, but of the sort of 15, 16 players that contributed the most of the season. When you look at the starting level, we mentioned this, Ladapo, Lee Evans, Caden Jackson, Janoy Danassian. Other than Marcus Harness, I'd say, it's probably Ladapo, Harness and Davis are the only three that really played regularly throughout the whole season, aren't they? So <laughs> it's uh, maybe the, so when you look at the windows, the, the summer window, sort of looking back in hindsight, it was maybe a little bit left us a bit short. In, in, at, the, at the end of the window, I, thought, I think we all thought we were in good shape. But actually, when you look back at it, we, we were a bit short and we needed those four extra signings in January. Yeah, O'Neill yeah, mentions with- Kamara. Yeah, and he's the is... one I'm looking forward to. He's the one. If he has a full preseason, he's the one I'm looking forward to seeing. Do you, do you think? Do you think he'll play much? I, oh yeah. Obviously, he'd talk for another pod, but maybe he's so. played for eighteen months, has he? Yeah, mm. no, no, he hasn't. But um, yeah, dynamic, box to box. Yeah, could be an interesting one. Could Who's be a he wild. The team could be a... of Dave. For I you? don't know. Who knows? Preseason. Who yeah. knows? Okay. Change of. Slight change, who, 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 yeah. but yeah, something like a special shout out to Freddie Ladapo. Twenty-one goals when he wasn't a regular for the whole second half of the season and scored all those goals. As mentioned there by David, that he played in every single league game, which is a massive thing to do as an outfield player. That availability one, is one of, one of the best abilities. He was the only outfield player that played in every game, and he actually oh, played in the most games for us this season because he was playing in the early trophy games. Well, I think he made fifty-three appearances this season, which is more than anyone else. Go. There you go, well done, Freddie. But we are unanimous that Leaf Davis is our yeah. winner of that award. Just to remind everyone, we're on the we're in the home straight. Three to go, young player, player of the season, oh, yeah. and we'll finish yeah. with the League One signing. And should we do young? Let's do. Let's end with player of the season. So young player of the season, Joe. Yes, yeah, so not a huge amount of choice. No, there was only really three nom- nominees for this, which who played a few games, which is Cameron Humphreys. Tyrese John Jules and Harry Clark were the only players who were sort of 21 or under when the season started. And the winner from our team was Cameron Humphreys as young player of the young player of the year. I think whilst Harry Clark had a good second half of the season, he, he was signed as a million pound player, which you expect to make an impact straight away, where Cameron Humphreys was coming in off what two league appearances the season before, had did really well in the cup competitions against the sort of Burnley's, Rotherham's went toe-to-toe with those games and the key bit was that run in midfield where he had to sort of start 10, 11 games in a row in the middle of the season and sort of did well towards the end of it he was struggling a little bit at times but maybe that was because Morsey was on nine booking so he had, Morsey was having to manage himself plus manage Humphreys in there as well which made it difficult but he popped up with goals at key moments Is that game we spoke about right at the very start of the pod at Port Vale away where he made his first league start, scored the opening or the second goal for us and made a lung-busting run right at the end to set up the third goal for Ladapa right at the very end. Scored the great goal against Lincoln, which was mentioned earlier, which Mike's just mentioned there, which proved a vital point at the end of the season. And he just just looks a player, sounds a player. You hear him talk and he's just so mature, so sensible and 
seems seems a player that's got a huge future ahead of him, and hopefully that'll be Ipswich Town. Yeah, great night at Port Vale. I was there for that one. A really cracking goal, that one, actually. Um, great celebrations afterwards. Had a really good game at Exeter away as well. Um, and I really like that diving header away at Lincoln, different types of goals. But as you say, you know, tough for him when it was getting, when the results with the draws were kind of creeping in a little bit and, you know, a lot of, bit, a lot of angst maybe off the field, a lot of pressure for him. But yeah, certainly a lot to be confident about after that season, isn't there, Dave? Yeah, very much so. Um, as Joe said, I think it now on the head, mature, certainly a player with a old head on young shoulders, are really just a just a really, really nice, nice footballer. Um I know we'll perhaps get to this somewhere down that somewhere down the road, perhaps wouldn't wouldn't necessarily be seeing certainly starting next season, you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought. But um yeah, absolutely brilliant season for him of development and just being around that that squad, that team for him, just invaluable, really. Um, and also, quick one before we oh, go on, Joe. Um, on the NTT twenty, they do the guys from that on Sky do the twenty one best EFL players under the age of twenty one. Yeah, which he got in there. And one of the points that George Alec made on that was that he's he's doing this in a side where the where the levels are so high of the squad for him to for him to actually be in there. Yeah, like David said, there you're playing with. Like the twentieth player in our squad is better than the fifth player in most other squads. It was such a, such a talented team, and just to be around those guys in training, similar to what, obviously at a totally different level, but like what Pep did with Phil Foden, where he was bringing him through, just wanting to keep him in the building because the standard in training is much more than he's learning out on loan somewhere else. Phil Foden is he tw- is he twenty three now? Is he just won his fifth? <laughs> Premier League. <laughs> we'll see done. We'll see how we're done. <laughs> we'll see Romeo, done. Romeo quite already mentioning Al Mazzini, young player of the season. Oh, shout. Just Actually, not for yeah, us. Definitely, I mean, definitely deserves a mention, doesn't he? Yeah. His wow. name will come up, I'm sure, I, in the transfer. I know an Orient. I know summer. an Orient. I know an Orient fan, and he absolutely raves about him. Um before we move on to uh senior player of the season, um thoughts, guys, on whether the one of the Barbrook twins might be getting this award next season? Are they ready, Joe? It's always so difficult without sort of taking a cop-out route of seeing how they come back at the start of pre-season because sometimes a player just comes back and they just come out of nowhere and you're like, wow, these, this guy has really stepped up. And I've seen Cameron Humphreys do that in the past. I've seen Idris El Mazzuni, Armando Dobra, players like that do that in the past. And Teddy Bishop going back even, even more years, a player that just came back and thought, like, cool, you barely played for the under-18s and now you look, Absolutely electric, but I think both the Barbara and the brothers, Edwin Agbaj, who had a loan spell at Yeovil, ended by injury. There's some there's some good players there, but it's just difficult that we've got a really big senior squad, so it's difficult to know whether they'll even get the opportunities in sort of a pre-season tour to go along with. And hopefully someone can get an opportunity and someone can take it, and that'd be great for us as well. Yep. Yep, good shout. Finally, so we are going to try and actually get something fabricated to give this award out every year. Um, Joe, that tries in the hot seat for that task, but shall we, the big one, the, the one that everyone wants <laughs> senior player of the season, Joe, talk to us about this one. Well, 26 goals. I think that's, that's all you, that's all you need to know about this player, isn't there? And there was, there was some other, Mike drop. well, there was, there was lots of, Contenders, I thought Sam Moores, he was superb throughout the season. Just the heartbeat of the team throughout the whole season. 
Leif Davis, we've we've spoken about at great length. Wes Burns had a very underrated season, especially when you look at the stats that he compiled in the second half of it. I thought Luke Wolford and Cameron Burgess at the back were excellent. Christian Walton wins a golden glove for the most clean sheets in the league. Freddie Ladapo scores 21 goals, but I don't, you can't look, look past Connor Chaplin, can you? He was the best player. And I think he's probably been harshly done that because the EFL like the awards to be done before the season ends that he didn't even get nominated for the League One Player of the Year and Johnson Clark Harris did, who he scored the same amount of goals yeah, as. Wow. And he should have he should have been the EFL League. He was the best player in EFL League One last season, wasn't he? And twenty six goals proved that seventeen of those in the second half of the season. Yep. That and that's the unanimous view of the Blue Monday panel, isn't it? But Dave, you what you've been a long time advocate this season for Sam Moores. You don't have yeah, no, I mean, he was just magnificent. I think we we all say on the pod every single week, he's minimum eight out of ten every week, never lets his standards drop. I mean, you know, there were some games you watch at Portman Road getting towards the end of the season and you sort of have to look twice. Again, did Morsey just give the ball away there? Did he just, sorry, did he just, or did he get just you know, done in possession or something like that? He was absolutely outstanding from, from day one, really incredible. And we spoke about, you know, how he's sitting on those nine yellow cards and, the, you know, the restraint he had to show. And also, as Joe quite rightly said, uh, not nurse, but, uh, yeah, watch over and get Cameron Humphreys through that, through the, some of those really competitive games in centre in centre mid, absolute mega mega player, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But I mean, Connor Chapman, just the quality of goals as well, the finishing, yeah. just just top machine, drawer, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. he absolutely was a machine. He absolutely was a machine. And there's certain positions, and he's such a clever player. He finds himself, he just finds himself, you know, those little holes just outside the box, just inside the box. And he just knew, getting towards the end of the season, I think it was a Charlton game at home, where um, not the scoop one, I think the first goal, where he just opens himself up, and he opens himself up, you just know he's going to hit the corner every time. But yeah, yeah. The, the first goal against Exeter, you just, you just knew it, yeah. didn't you? It was just, you're just waiting for the net to bulge. Just, yeah. Re- Ridiculous, ridiculous. You can player, hang ridiculous. your hat on him, as they say. But, I yeah, think a lot he's of... certainly good and great to see him finally get a hat trick. He was scoring <laughs> yeah. all those doubles at the start of the well throughout the season and getting you know hauled off after about 70, 80 or seventy minutes usually. So yeah. lovely to see him, you know, finally get his hat trick with the probably easiest goal he scored all season. It was like one yard tapping against Charlton, wasn't it? And as, as Mike, Mike says, quite... not a striker. Yeah, just not a striker. <laughs> Outstanding, outstanding season, and look if he can if he can, you know, hit the championship next season and score half that amount of goals, we'll have had a half decent season, I think. Yeah, yeah, good thought. I mean, James and Jason kind of making similar points here. James, I think virtually the whole squad stepped up at some point during the season. Jason, the amount of stats we were top of says everything. Team effort, including Ashton and the staff. Yeah, good shout. Um, there's a mention earlier for the medical staff as well in the chat yeah. as well to keeping this squad fit, getting players like Marcus Harness, Dominic Ball back from Tom injuries Ball, yeah. early when we really needed them to be back. Yeah, And what I love about that, and I think we spoke about it throughout the season, these players are out and they obviously have such good treatment and, you know, the, the, you know, the training, the intensity of the training, etc. They're just straight back in. They're just straight back in, aren't they? They're suddenly, they're fit and they're there, they're in, they're playing, they're up to speed. Just, yeah, yeah such a, such a, yeah, refreshing change from seasons gone by, really. Uh, Chris and Dave Nardo there, Morsey, for his consistency, for looking after Humphreys, for crucial goals like at MK, for not getting that yellow, amazing. And and don't forget all the responsibility that comes with being 
captain as well. You know, we, we underestimate that too. Um, but to sum it up, um, senior player of the season, winner of the first Bluey Tracties, whatever we're calling it, Connor Chaplin. Connor Chaplin, baby, says Jason. Well done, Connor. Um, you can come round to Joe's house and get your reward in the next few weeks. Um, don't be careful. It might take your eye out. It's quite sharp. So, um, But yeah, there you go. Um, thank you, everyone, for contributing to that. Do get your last thoughts in on Menti on League One players that you want to sign for the championship next season and give us your views about how you're feeling right now. A lot of people have already mentioned that the bookies are quite um, feeling quite up on us at the moment and similar odds to Norwich, actually, I think, for promotion Ooh. next season. I think Nat asked us a question, our resident Sheffield Wednesday fan, about teams you're looking forward to playing apart from the obvious. So we might finish with that. Um, but let's do some plugs, shall we? Um, merch store, usual stuff. I think we might have a promo in the next few weeks, mid-June, free shipping or something like that. So keep a look out there. Telegram group. The transfer chat is never ending. Um, not for me, Clive, but I'm sure other people enjoy that kind of stuff. And other random bits and pieces as well, other random exclusives um, and giveaways on the Telegram. So plenty of stuff going on there. Uh, head to bluemondayitfc.co.uk for all of the details of that. Links for everything like that as well. Um, and yeah, I think um, watch the end of, if you want to, we've obviously blitzed through this stuff in just over an hour, but if you want a little bit more of a step-by-step walk through the 22-23 the season you can see our two-parter season review pod um, also available now as well don't forget to give us a thumbs up and give us a subscribe too um, we do appreciate that let's go to these um, other league one players that we want to sign then and thank you to everyone who's made a contribution to that um, I'm not going to make a comment about spelling although I just have so there are some duplicates in there we will look past those give us your thoughts guys on some of the big names you can see there cash in um seems to be up there a lot um Raksaki, lots of different variations of Raksaki. someone said norwood um someone said chaplin i think he's already in the building fortunately um anderson center back connell cadden Three different um, Andersons on there as well. Three different types of... And- there's an Andreson. Um, Connor Bradley as well came up in the comments too. Obviously, Raksaki and Connor Bradley low knees. But yeah. is is the Connor Bradley ship sailed now, guys, because of Harry Clark? I'd, I'd say so. I don't think you'd want to be bringing in a low knee to displace a seven-figure son no. who's 22 years old. I think he's a player that you've signed to you've signed to push on and be part of the project for the next two or three years, isn't it? And hope that they either can get you to the Premier League or that they can find the Premier League themselves and earn you a big transfer fee in the meantime. Everyone and his dog linking us with Raksaki, Dave. Um, would you have him? I would, but I didn't, I, like you, I didn't really go for a um, go for a lone player. I went for Colby Bishop, actually. Okay. Yeah. In, well, the, in, in the thought. and I, key rumours with him, isn't there? I think still? I made this sort of decision after Leicester kind of in a sort of roundabout way. After Leicester got relegated as well, given the given who owns George Hurst, so yeah, that's who I went with. But yeah, looking at some of those other suggestions, yeah, Raksaki. Although to be fair, he didn't really show it against maybe first game he did. He certainly didn't show it against us. Well, none of they didn't turn up against us at the end of the season. No, six nil game. Um, yeah, Cashin, Cashin looked good. Taylor, left footed centre back, Cashin. Yeah, it? like that. Taylor, really, I don't know. I, don't I thought he was it. so good against. 
Chiff Winston at first leg and second yeah, leg. Yeah, first leg, didn't second hit, didn't leg. Didn't hit the standards, did he, at all? No, not at all. Um, what else have we got on there? Yeah, Connor, I like the Connor, I like the look of um, his miss yesterday, notwithstanding his miss. Excuse <laughs> um, my ignorance, who's more? Is it Kiefer? I don't know. Kiefer maybe. He's in the Premier League now, isn't he? League Blimey, one player, hang on. What? Came off the bench against Everton, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he certainly did. Certainly what? He nearly scored. Nearly well. got the end of one, didn't he? Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah Anderson, so, um, guys. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with a few of those. Yeah, Anderson, to me, uh, I can. I think I might have poo-pooed it a few, a few months ago, but being in the League One team this season, the Frat Barnsley have stayed down. Centre-back, isn't it? Is an area that... Done it in the Championship before. Yeah. Um, are, we, are you feeling that one, Joe? Yeah, feeling that. I like... I, I would like that left footer, though. So you've got Ian Cash in there. Matt Clark, he went to Middlesbrough last season and didn't really play. I think he had injury issues this season, but I think they signed him for two or three million, so I wonder whether he'd be available. And then you could have an all-Suffolk back three of Harry oh, Clark. Luke oh, Wolfson oh, and Matt Clark there. That'd be great, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, bring, bring all the old boys back. Reverse all of the damage. <laughs> bring back Adam Webster while well, we're at it as well. Um, what have we got in the chat? Um, Louis going, uh, Anderson, Ratsaki, Hurst, Yates, Taylor. Are you, can someone help me with Taylor? I can't place, I, I, I haven't got a first name coming to mind. Who's that? J- Taylor. Taylor. No, Joe, you're on mute. Jack Taylor, yeah. Jack Taylor. Thank you. Jack Taylor, oh, of course, please. right. Peter Brissett Okay, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, Neil's going Connell over Taylor. There you go. Um, and yeah, bit saying, According to Pompey newspaper, a link with Bishop. I saw that one. Dave is going Taylor. Um, um, Kiel. Um, time to look abroad again. Yeah. Well, you need to. Yeah, there you go. We always love a Dutch legend, don't we? So, um, HGH not impressed with the cash and it's slow v Burns. A lot of people look slow against Burns. <laughs> See, when they're they? on the turn against an option yeah. forward. Yeah. Neil saying, let's go Dutch. Um, McAntony droning on about the millions for Jack Taylor. I'm not sure we'll be getting the same money that we offered in January now, will he? But um, yeah, any any other final thoughts on players for next season? It feels like centre-back, centre-mid, striker, that's the target, guys. And a backup keeper potentially as well. Yeah, I, I guess you just sort of have to see how the trading goes on that side. I don't think you're going to be going out. But I guess the areas when you look at the team, Walton is a top championship keeper. You've signed the right back. There's two centre-backs which have sort of come from League One and Wolfen and Burgess. Is that an area where you look to upgrade? Left-back Davis has been signed for the seven figures. Broadhead has been signed for seven figures. Chaplin's flying. Obviously, a striker is needed. Morsey's a could be a good championship midfielder and you need someone alongside him. So, I, I, for me, it feels like centre-back, centre-mid, centre-forward. It's, it's those three are the key it's where fine, yeah. we can, if we do what we do did in January where you sign starters and put them in the team and everyone drops down a level that they're, they're the three you're going for, aren't they? Yeah. A lot of external third party suggesting we might be spending. So we'll wait and see. Um, in terms of teams, people are looking to, forward to seeing these yeah. up for Leicester away. Wow. Yeah. Um, be interested to see how they and Southampton cope. Obviously God. I think all three teams, obviously Southampton have got um, Russell Martin all but signed, but all three of them looking for a new manager. Ben did a really excellent video talking about next season championship which is worth a look but not of see the potentially... interview with Kieran Maguire about Leicester's finances oh really they're losing two thirds of their you're giving us hope for Hurst 
It, well, <laughs> it's probably bigger. It's, well, that's the thing. That's the the flip side of that. There's probably players that they can they perhaps want to get off the books be, and and go with Hurst. You would you would think. I, look, I, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe. Boy, it, it doesn't it, work like that. It, it does feel though after. <laughs> And I'm glad, so glad we're out of League One now. When you look at the away yeah. days there, and it's the Morecambe, yeah. I know they've gone Brilliant, down now. The Morecambe, the Accrington's, the Burton's, home, Chelsea's, it's Leeds. ready to see them. All, all these grounds, which are sort of a novelty to go to, and you get a small allocation. But when you look now, and the bigger grounds, Leicester, Southampton, Leeds, Norwich, Bristol City, all sort of big 30,000, Middlesbrough, Sunderland, all big sort of 30,000 plus yeah. stadiums where we're not going to be selling out our away allocation before it gets past gold members. <laughs> when you've got about 800 tickets or 1,000 tickets to a game, you're getting your two and a half, three thousand 3,000 tickets to every game and you can go there and make some noise. I know with they've come up with us but Sheffield Wednesday as well another yeah. another big yeah. round another another yeah. big team and that's what you want to go to that's what that's what we've been used to as Ipswich fans going to for the last well for me 20 years Dave 40 years uh, these the sort of <laughs> these these sort of grounds where and and you go into sit watch Stevenage or Northampton and they're League Cup games as opposed to league games. Yeah, uh, someone just posted there. That will be an interesting one. Um, McKenna v Carrick. Yeah, Baron mentioned that one. There's a few nice little. I mean, we haven't we didn't obviously beat Plymouth or Sheffield Wednesday last season, so it would be good to put one over on there, wouldn't it? But Mike's bits mentioned Preston away and massive. Yeah, we've all been there yeah, deep down. Yeah, yeah, Neil mentions the bigger alloc- allocations that you mentioned, Joe. Bristol City says Romeo, the Ashton Derby. He'll be, he'll be welcomed back, as he said, at Sky. Gets on with the owners very well. I'm sure he does. Leads away, big one. Sunderland says David Bergen. We're all out, all out in Newcastle the night before for that one, David. So, um, yeah, um, lots of good stuff to look forward to. Flim Flam, also talking about the kits. I'm sure Joe and I will be back talking about the new kits when they um, June sometime. Hopefully, not too long. I wait for those. Uh, he mentions a lot of Premier League teams wearing their their new kits for the last game of the season, which we generally don't do that, don't do we? I so, hate. I hate that. It's just the there worst. There you go. Thing. There's Joe's entry for a football room 101. Guys, <laughs> look at Borussia Dortmund. Though they needed to win their last game of the season against oh. Leeds. Totally threw it away last game, and they were wearing next season's shirt. And it's like that shirt is now covered in failure before they've even got to the season <laughs> for it. Yeah. Um, Chris Ram mentions West Brom. Yeah. It's a nice cluster of Midlands games. It'd be good to head back to the Midlands and, yeah, um, go and see Coventry, which is sad that they're not there, but great for the Premier League that Luton have made it. Yeah. Lots of good stuff to look forward to. We'll be back throughout the summer talking about shirts, talking about transfers, talking about. What are other teams doing as well? Plenty of other bits and pieces. Hopefully some interviews at some point as well. But as we mentioned, Telegram, head over there. We'll continue continue the debate 24-7, 365 over there. BlueMondayITFC.co.uk. Thank you for voting on the Menti. Apologies if it didn't work for you, but thank you for joining in with the chat. Really enjoyed that. Dave, thank you. Got there in the end with the technology. And yeah, Joe, thank it, you for Well, me. it was such a technology. It was just a bit of absent-mindedness, really. <laughs> it's but fine. They, it's fine. We're all good. Hey, you know, yeah. We, we got you here. Thing. That's the most thing. important thing. Yeah. Um, Joe, thank you for doing all the hard work putting it all together. We still haven't really come up with a name for what, what we're calling it. The Blueies? No, that's wrong, isn't it? The Blue Mondays. The Blue Mondays. The Blue, Blue Mondays. Mondays. We'll go with that. Uh, Connor Chaplin, 
awarded Blue Monday's inaugural player of the season, 22-23. Cameron Humphreys, young player of the season as well. Thank you, everyone, for getting involved. Nice headphones, DD. There you go. Thanks, Neil. Cheers, man. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for joining in. And we'll be back during the summer. Stick with us and we'll see you soon. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.